0: Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Friday, February 16th. On today's show, space station astronauts conduct stem cell science and human research ahead of cargo arrival, while scientists create meaty rice for eco-friendly protein. Plus, new nuclei enhance understanding of fundamental earth and cosmic science. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with news from space. A cargo craft carrying nearly three tons of food, fuel, and supplies is en route to the International Space Station with docking expected early Saturday. Meanwhile, the expedition's 70 crew members have been busy with stem cell research, heart rate data collection, and eye exams. Here to discuss this further, is Bella a correspondent for
1: Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this cargo craft and its journey? Certainly, David. The cargo craft, known as Progress 87, launched from the Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan on Wednesday, February 14th. It's now on its way to the International Space Station and is expected to dock on Saturday, February 17th. Cosmonauts Oleg Kononenko and Nikolai Chubb, will be on duty to monitor the spacecraft's arrival.
0: What about the research activities that the crew members have been engaged
1: in? The crew members have been involved in a number of research activities. A significant part of their day was spent on the mesenchymal stem cells and microgravity-induced bone loss investigation, or MABL-A. This study assesses the effects of microgravity on bone marrow stem cells. NASA astronaut Laurel O'Hara and JAXA flight engineer Satoshi Furkawa collected biocell samples in the morning and K And NASA astronaut Jasmine Mogbeli continued the work in the afternoon with assistance from ESA commander Andreas Mogensen.
0: What other research activities are they involved
1: in? Mogensen also spent part of the day photographing plant-microbe interactions in space petri plates. This investigation aims to examine whether beneficial microbes can mitigate some of the negative effects the space environment can have on plant growth and development. In the afternoon, O'Hara conducted activities for the Cipher investigation, which included the collection of heart rate data and an eye exam. Cipher is a total body approach that examines how humans adapt to spaceflight. What about the Roscosmos segment of the crew? In the Roscosmos segment, Chubb worked with flight engineer Konstantin Borisov to film an educational video demonstrating the capabilities of Roscosmos scientific hardware aboard the station. Meanwhile, Kononenko conducted some routine maintenance in the Zarya module. Near the end of the day, Borisov examined the Earth's nighttime atmosphere in near-ultraviolet for an ongoing investigation aboard the orbital lab. Thanks for the update, Bella.
0: Now, let's shift our focus to an innovative development in food science. Korean scientists have developed a new hybrid food in a bid to create an affordable and eco-friendly source of protein. This food consists of beef muscle and fat cells grown inside grains of rice. The researchers at South Korea's Yonsei University believe this could eventually ensure a sufficient food supply for underdeveloped countries during war and in space. Here to discuss this further is Michael, correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this
2: meaty rice? Absolutely, David. The researchers have dubbed this hybrid food micro-beef. It's essentially a combination of beef muscle and fat cells that are grown inside grains of rice. The aim is to create a source of protein that is not only affordable but also eco-friendly. This could be particularly beneficial in situations where food supply is limited, such as in underdeveloped countries, during war, or even in space.
0: That's fascinating. But what about the taste? Is this microbeef palatable?
2: Well, according to Ed Kara at Gizmodo, the microbeef seems to be an early success both nutritionally and potentially taste-wise. Its odor profile indicates a rich flavor with notes of beef and almond. However, the actual taste test will be the real determinant. And what does this mean for the future of food and diet? Neil Ward, an agri-food and climate specialist, believes that this hybrid food research holds promise for the development of healthier and more climate-friendly diets in the future. However, he also points out that a critical test will be the public's appetite for these sorts of lab-developed foods. The data on cost and climate impact look very positive, but the acceptance of such foods by the public will be a key factor.
0: Thanks for your insights, Michael. Now, let's shift our focus to a significant breakthrough in nuclear physics. An international research team at the Facility for Rare Isotope Beams, or FRIB, at Michigan State University, has created five new isotopes, bringing us closer to understanding the processes that occur in the stars. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about these new isotopes and their significance?
3: Certainly, David. The isotopes known as Thulium-182, Thulium-183, Ytterbium 186, Ytterbium 187, and Lutetium 190 represent the first batch of new isotopes made at FRIB. This facility supports the mission of the U.S. Department of Energy Office of Science, Office of Nuclear Physics. The creation of these isotopes indicates that FRIB is nearing the creation of nuclear specimens that currently only exist when ultra dense celestial bodies known as neutron stars collide.
0: That's fascinating. Can you explain more about how these isotopes were created?
3: The team created the new isotopes by sending a beam of platinum ions into a carbon target. The beam current divided by the charge state was 50 nanoamps. Since these experiments were performed, Frib has already scaled its beam power up to 350 nanoamps and has plans to reach up to 15,000 nanoamps.
0: And what does this mean for the scientific community?
3: The creation of these isotopes opens up new opportunities for nuclear research. While it's not surprising that these isotopes exist, now that we have them, researchers can measure their half-lives, masses, and other properties. This will help inform and refine our understanding of fundamental nuclear science.
0: So, what's next for the team at Frib?
3: The team is eager to continue on the path they've forged to create more new isotopes, ones that are even more like what are found in the stars. They're also looking forward to conducting experiments that were never possible before, using these new isotopes. It's a significant step forward in our journey to understand the universe.
0: Thanks for that report, Celeste. Now, let's shift gears to a recent study that seems to challenge our understanding of physics. Scientists have found that human sperm and single-celled algae seem to defy Newton's third law of motion with their unique movement through viscous fluids. Here to discuss this fascinating discovery is our correspondent,
4: James. Can you tell us more about this study and its findings? Certainly, David. The study was conducted by Kenta Ishimoto, a mathematical scientist at Kyoto University, and his team. They investigated the non-reciprocal interactions in sperm and other microscopic biological swimmers to understand how they move through substances that should, in theory, resist their movement. Could you explain what Newton's third law of motion is and how these cells seem to defy it? Newton's third law can be summed up as for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. It signifies a symmetry in nature where opposing forces act against each other. However, this law doesn't seem to apply to microscopic cells moving through sticky fluids. These cells move in ways that display asymmetric interactions with the fluids that surround them forming a loophole for equal and opposite forces to skirt Newton's third law. Interesting. And how do these cells manage to move through these viscous fluids? Both human sperm and green algae, chlamydomonas, swim using thin, bendy flagella that protrude from the cell body and change shape to drive the cells forward. These flagella have an odd elasticity, which allows them to whip about without losing much energy to the surrounding fluid. The researchers also derived a new term an odd elastic modulus to describe the internal mechanics of flagella. What could be the potential applications of these findings? The findings could help in the design of small self-assembling robots that mimic living materials. The modeling methods used in the study could also be used to better understand the underlying principles of collective behavior. That's certainly something to look forward to. Thanks, James. And
0: on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.